The secret of change is to focus your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And that's exactly what we're going to do, starting right now. Welcome to the Bite Size Habits Podcast. I'm Dr. Heather McKee. I'm a weight loss and behavior change psychology specialist and founder of drheathermckee.co.uk. This podcast is all about serving up bite-sized, digestible, evidence-based guidance from top health and behavior change experts and some inspirational real-life stories to help you get the mindset for success and stay there. Having suffered from anxiety for over 10 years, Chloe knew a thing or two about the importance of making her mental health a priority. Having trained as a hypnotherapist, she wanted a way to be able to share all that she learned, to help others know that change is possible. So she founded Calmer You, to help people bring about the calm and self-assured person within them. In this episode, we talk about the key tactics that she uses with both her clients and herself to make positive mental health a priority, overcome long-standing barriers, and ultimately help them let go of negative thoughts and worries and get back to enjoying their lives. In this episode, we discuss how making your mental health a priority is key, how busy is a decision, why boundaries are important to your mental health. Questions to ask yourself based on this episode include, do you know what your boundaries are? Can you say no when you need to? When these boundaries are tested, can you ask yourself, what is best for me? What do I want from this? Can you schedule some worry time for yourself? Can you note down your worries throughout the day, then set aside some time to focus on them? Noting any strategies that you feel may help you manage them better. I just loved Chloe's insights as I know she really walks her talk. And she shares loads of really helpful exercises in this episode, many of which I went off to implement straight away. So I know you're going to get a huge amount of value from this episode with the wonderful Chloe Brotheridge. Hi Chloe, it's Heather. Welcome to the Bite Size Habit Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's really good to chat to you. Oh, it's lovely to have you on. And um, I'm really excited to kind of share your story with everyone and all of the wonderful work that you do. Um, So for people that don't know your work, um, Chloe, do you mind giving us just a kind of brief overview of what drew you to the field? Yeah, so I'm a hypnotherapist and a coach and I help people with anxiety. And I wrote a book called The Anxiety Solution. And I came to this work because I had really struggled with anxiety myself in the past, starting in my teenage years where I was having a lot of panic attacks, feeling very socially anxious, just finding things difficult and finding that anxiety was really holding me back. And I struggled with anxiety for about 10 years. So it wasn't until I was about 25 that I actually started to get some help and realized that actually maybe I'm not just an anxious person, maybe there is something that I can do about this and it is possible to change. And so I had therapy myself. I, you know, really committed to taking care of myself more and trying to change my mindset. And I trained as a hypnotherapist. And so for the last seven years or so, I've been working with people one-on-one and in groups to, to help them to be calmer people and to shift their mindsets and and become less anxious Mm, amazing so you know you really kind of worked through all of that yourself and worked on your own kind of habits in relation to anxiety and you know kind of found a place that worked best for you over time yeah and it's definitely an ongoing process of Mm. trying to manage I think the stresses of modern life that we all have to deal with it's not like you necessarily, you know, make a change once. I think it's an ongoing process for all of us to 
to try and stay calm amongst the uncertainty and the the pressures of modern life. Yeah, and I love that. That's the reality of it, isn't it? Like with you know, all of our healthy habits, when we're trying to stick to things, you know, long-term, we have to look at it like a long-term thing. You know, we're not going to be amazing at it straight away. And it takes practice. It takes consistency. It takes repetition, you know, to get to a certain stage where we have certain tools and certain things that are going to help us manage our health in the best way possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to a group of people about this yesterday, about how from an early age, we're all taught to brush our teeth and make sure that we, you know, wash behind our ears and take care of our bodies, but we're not really taught to take care of our minds. And Mm. so it's not really high up on our priority list often, our mental health. And, you know, lots of us go to the gym, but we don't don't necessarily do the things that help us in terms of our mental health. Mm, mm. So, you know, we're kind of, you know, our health isn't just our physical health, you know, it is our, yeah, our mental and our social health. And that's something that a lot of people or, you know, that we're taught um, and we overlook. And, and so I'm, I'm curious about then how do people kind of get started with engaging with their mental health or taking care of their mental health more? So, and this is what, what my approach has been for me mm. personally, to, to make it more of a priority, to say to myself that this is important and I'm going to, make sure that I organize my life more around taking care of my mental health. And that doesn't mean turning your life upside down or spending hours a day meditating or talking about your feelings, but trying to build in short moments during the day where you're giving yourself a mental break or you're doing something for your mental health or doing some self-care. So for me, it comes down to, and what I often recommend my clients to do is to actually schedule in you know a lunch break or 10 minutes in the middle of the day when you can go and have a walk or put in your diary that you're going to go and do 10 minutes of your meditation app in the morning Mm. and where you're trying to make the time for it and make it a priority and trust that everything else will fit in around it if that self-care and those those healthy healthy mental health habits are put in place first of all Mm. so actually you know making those just like you would you know schedule yourself into the gym or anything else actually you know making yourself accountable to having a certain time of day where you actually check in with yourself and you know do what you need to do to kind of keep your mental health and um, you know in a good state throughout the day yeah exactly and I'm, I'm wondering um you know Chloe what are the kind of key barriers or issues you find that people have when it comes to kind of engaging with their own kind of mental health care I think there's lots of things that I found come up for people one thing is people saying that they're too busy mm. to take care of themselves or too busy to see a therapist or go for a walk or meditate or whatever it is and the reality is that busy is a decision and this might be hard to hear for some people but Mm. we do actually get to decide what we do and how we spend our time Mm. and often it is a case of priorities and we're just not making it important enough I quite often say to people if I was to give you 200 pounds for every time you had a night in just to recharge and relax instead of being busy all the time you would make damn sure that you would find a way to have that night in And so it isn't really a case that we don't have time. It's a case that we aren't making it important enough. We aren't really making it a priority. Mm. So again, coming back to the idea of priorities, 
other barriers that I have seen are, well, in terms of meditation, because meditation is one of my favorite topics, because mm-hmm. for me, it was probably the single most powerful thing that helped to turn my mind from one that was quite pessimistic and anxious to a much calmer mind. Mm. And I, when I first started, found it so hard to sit still, really difficult to calm my mind. I would just focus on how my heart was beating much too fast in my chest every time I tried to meditate. And that is not very conducive to relaxation. Mm. But what I realized I was doing, and this is what I hear from a lot of people, is that I was trying to be good at meditation and (laughs) beating myself up for not being good at it Mm. and setting this expectation that I should be able to kind of sit zen-like in lotus position and clear my mind completely. (laughs) And really, it's it's a process. It's a Mm. practice. It's not about being perfect at it. And I found that one thing that really helped me was doing a bit of stretching. It doesn't even need to be yoga, but doing some stretches before trying to meditate Mm. seems to almost get some of that adrenaline out of the body and get some of that tension out of the body. And it allowed me to calm my mind down a lot more easily to be able to engage with the the meditation a lot more easily. So I always recommend yoga or stretching as being the gateway drug to (laughs) better meditation. (laughs) Amazing. So I, I kind of, yeah, like, I love what you said there and um, you know at the very very start busy is a decision um and you know that's something that's really quite interesting um um can you tell me just a little bit more about that yeah so some people when I say this to them look at me or or, or say to me something like oh you have no idea how busy I am you should <laughs> see my diary and one thing that I always question is how are you at saying no? Mm. Are you able to say no to things? Are you taking on too much Mm. and saying yes to things that you probably shouldn't do for your own mental well-being just to create a bit more space for yourself? Mm. And I found that this is probably slightly more something that affects women, that we are more likely to be people pleasers. We don't want to let people down. We want to help people. And obviously men experience this as well. But it can be very difficult to say no because we're worrying about what other people's perception might be. Mm. And I just invite people to really examine whether that might be something that affects them, whether they're saying yes, but secretly resenting it or, you know, suffering in terms of their mental health because they've taken on too much. Mm. And I suppose in a way, you know, self-care is having boundaries and, and, and looking after your mental health is having boundaries and knowing what those boundaries are. Exactly. And I think boundaries is only really recently entering terminology for for ordinary people. I think it's Mm. a a therapy word, but more more people are starting to understand what boundaries are because Mm. actually a lot of people don't know what boundaries are. It's about letting other people know what is and isn't okay with you. Yeah. And if we don't even know what they are, then we're probably not going to have very many boundaries because we've never even heard of this concept often. So I'm glad that it's that idea is is coming out more. Yeah, and I think that's lovely actually. Even you know something that the listeners can do right now, or even after this podcast, is you know think about what are your boundaries. You know, are you saying yes to everything? You know, and and what's going to be the line for you? And um, because, like you say, Chloe, you know that just has such an impact 
on your mental health, on your ability to kind of, you know, live your life in a way that's, you know, best for you and allows you to thrive. Totally. And I suppose getting into the habit of asking yourself, what do I want in this situation? Mm. What is best for me in this situation? Um, Am I saying yes because I am concerned about what the other person will think if I say no? Or is it something that I really want to say yes to? Mm. And some people will find that if you've been a person that always says yes to things, your, your family and friends and colleagues at work or manager at work, it might be a bit of a surprise when you start setting more boundaries, but they will get used to it. They will get over it. And it's really important just to start to make that change. And you will change their expectation as well mm. of um, what they can ask you because they might have been taking advantage of you, to be honest. And it's about starting to change, change that habit, I think, of saying yes. Yeah, and I love that. And, it, you know, that applies to us all. And when I think about that as well, I think about, you know, people that have good boundaries, you know, and I only have, no, I have nothing but respect for people that have good boundaries. And actually, you know, when someone says, you know, actually, you know, right now is not a good time for me because of this and I can't commit to this, you know, in the way that I'd like, you know, you only step away saying, well, good for you. You know, you've, you've created that boundary. Um, and yet so many of us are afraid to do that and to push back. Um, so, you know, I love what you say about, you know, find courage to kind of create those boundaries and, you know, uh, find out where they are for you. Yeah, I was I was talking to a client yesterday about this and she was saying that she'd she feels she's taken on too much and was saying yes to things and had arranged to see lots of friends and go to social events in the evenings. Mm. And I asked her, how would you feel if a friend of yours um, had cancelled a dinner with you because they were feeling really anxious and they needed a night off, would you be really annoyed with them or would you be quite understanding? And the truth is that we'd all completely understand if someone you know, is suffering and needs mm. a night off and yet we put this expectation on ourselves that we should be kind of superhuman and just power through. And I think just seeing it from that perspective, seeing it from a friend's perspective can be quite helpful. Yeah, so actually looking outside yourself and thinking about, you know, what you would say to that friend at that time um, and that kind of self-talk, you know, um, that you would use and that kind of compassion that you would have towards someone else and and looking actually applying that towards yourself. Absolutely, because I'd be horrified if I thought a friend of mine was meeting me, but really they were feeling so stressed that they couldn't Mm. sleep and they just needed to chill out a bit it would yeah. you know I wouldn't want that at all so yeah exactly so you know we have to kind of want that for ourselves too <laughs> exactly yeah yeah um and so I uh what, what kind of key habits I know that you mentioned you know stretching and met before meditation and um you know I, I wonder if you wanted to speak to any of the more um kind of healthy habits that you have and you know that have helped you manage along the way So something that I quite like is called worry time and it's a CBT practice Mm. and it's about saving your worries for a certain time of day, worry time, it might be 6pm or something when you get back from work Okay. and making that time about really focusing on the things that you're worried about and seeing if there's anything that you can do about those things that you're worried about, any action you can take you can really devote that time to consciously worrying and throughout the day, instead of worrying throughout the day, making a note, writing down the things that are on your mind and saving them up for worry time. Mm. And it's been found that people often find this 
a more constructive way to um, deal with their issues and that they can stop those worries from seeping into the rest of their day because they're just focusing it on on worry time yeah that's one of my favorites oh I love that I absolutely love that it's almost like compartmentalizing your worries and you know scheduling them in and saying you know they're they're not for right now you know they're going to be given the chance to be paid attention to at a later time and actually then when you get to that time you know it becomes more constructive because it's not just this insidious kind of voice that's like seeping into your day exactly Okay. I love that. That's definitely something really helpful. I certainly would think about doing that myself. Um, I thought you just finding any kind of resources or information, um, you know, how, where can people get your book? You know, I know you've got an amazing online course and then people can go and see you as well. And um, one to one, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. So my website is karmau.com. Karma as in calm and stress-free not karma as in good or bad karma um so it's karmayou.com and I've got a free guided meditation that people can download if they head over to to, to karmayou.com forward slash free and I also run an online course it's starting again in February 2019 and I see clients one-to-one on Skype and in London amazing so helpful um, and I suppose I just the final thing I would say is, um, you know, do you have a little insight that you wish to share? I know you've given us so many um, other things, but I know that your book is jam packed with kind of those ideas and, you know, that different people can pick up and, you know, use what's most relevant for them. But I'm kind of wondering, can you leave us on a final kind of insight? Yeah, so a quote that really stuck with me that helped me to shift my routine and start to manage my anxiety was by a guy called Brian Tracy and he said make peace of mind your top priority and organize your life around it and I think lots of us organize our lives around work or being busy or successful or pushing ourselves hard and actually if you are so burnt out and stressed and anxious that you know it's ruining your life that is not successful in my opinion so just giving the invitation to people listening to see what it might be like to organize their life around having a more peaceful mind. And even if you did that by 10% and made 10% of a change, um, what the positive effect might be on, on how you feel. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. And a lovely way, kind of kind and compassionate way to kind of think about yourself and think about your life. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. well thank you so much for coming on that has been so helpful I immediately want to go off and you know schedule my worry time and (laughs) and look at my boundaries and my priorities and you know I love what you said again about you know stretching before meditation can open you up and just giving people different kind of tools and different ways of understanding how to re-engage with their mental health and kind of bring it into their daily day-to-day lives you know which is so important Um, and so thank you so much for making this so accessible for so many people Thanks so much for having me. Great to chat to you. Oh, well, we'll chat soon. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bite Size Habits podcast. If you want to learn more about the key factors that drive your habits, pop on over to drheathermckee.co.uk. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to having you back soon for another episode of the Bite Size Habits podcast.